welcome back for a, another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. I am joined with Nathan and Cody. Salve. Salve. What language is Latin. that? We Latin? Latin today. Yeah. Latin. We initially thought porcus was added on to that, and we realized that it's actually a meaning of pig. Right. Yeah, yeah. You were you were looking up the word and and you type you type, you were actually we were looking for pig Latin. Pig Latin. We yeah. we keep requesting that one. Yeah. Nate and I have have been pretty hardcore on the pig Latin. We want to see that happen. So we'll we'll keep looking at. But you typed in. Say hello in pig Latin, and it said salve porcus. <laughs> salve porcus. And that means hello pig. Hello pig. Yeah. That's discriminatory. Stop laughing, Nate. I'm that's sorry, dis- man. I'm that's sorry. discriminatory towards your fellow police officers. I just want you. To know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we're glad uh, that you're joining us again. Glad that uh, we're back here, and gonna do something a little bit different today. Um, we were talking about kind of the topic for this week and as we were talking about it I kind of just shot out a text and said hey what if we just did a round table and I think this needs to be something that we do every so often Um, if we start doing it every week then that means we're getting lazy Um, but but every so often I think it's good you know just to kind of to pump the brakes and just say okay like what's God saying to us right now and I think this is something the reason I think this is valuable, for, for a couple reasons. One is that I think that every one of us as believers, as Christians, need to have those moments where we really seek that in our own lives. Now, you know, we're, I guess, we have the, um, the extra kind of push to do that because, you know, of, of talking about this on a podcast and trying to encourage and love people through the words that we feel like God gives us on here. Um, so that forces us maybe to do things like this more often. But this is needs to, in a Christian life, I believe this is one of the most important things that we can do. It's just pause and say, all right, God, like, what are you teaching me right now? What can I learn right now? What, what are you speaking into my heart? And, and I think, you know, for myself, I mean, it's, that's not just something I'm, Probably, in some ways, it's easy to identify when you think about it, but you've got to take the initiative to actually think about it mm-hmm. and then process it. How did, how did that experience go? I mean, I got, we, we've got some intro stuff to deal with, but how was the experience of that? Just, what, you know, we asked that question, what was the process for you that you guys went through after, after kind of I, I, I posed that as, as what we do today? Start with you, Nate. So... I mean, you asked that question and my mind immediately went to one thing and, you know, I I got to thinking about that and a little bit, but then my mind kind of strayed off to another thing. Like this thing's also been on my heart. I feel like God's speaking to me in this other way as well. I I feel like they're kind of, you know, tugging back at my, my heart and brain is is kind of taking the forefront of the, uh, of that idea. So, um, so yeah, I, I initially had kind of one thing that, you know, really was tugging at me and then that other thing kind of tugged at me a little bit. And so I'm, I'm kind of just all over the place. So man. what you're That's saying what is thinking. we don't know what we're going to get from Nate today. You don't. I <laughs> do. Literally, you, you, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm scared, kid. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm a little fearful. <laughs> He's a weird guy. <laughs> 
What about you? What was that process like for you? It calls me to, to be in, in, in my own thoughts, and I haven't done that in a while. I've, I've not really spent time in my own thoughts with God centered in that thought, and it was actually it was good. Yeah. It was kind of revealing, and then I tried to find a closing or something, and it just something came up, and I wrote it down. I'm trying to read my uh, handwriting in, in my <laughs> My notes right here, it looks like I told Kevin earlier, it looks like a spider web, so <laughs> I, got, I got to find it somewhere. He's got arrows going everywhere on that page. And I probably will only cover like 12% of this. <laughs> and here's the thing, Kenny, just, just a tip for future references. <laughs> you know you can use multiple pieces of paper. Just, yeah. I mean, you don't have to get everything crammed in every little teeny corner on one page. <laughs> that's yeah. just, I mean, I mean, that's just future future help there use yeah. a graphic organizer man. <laughs> graphic organizer. well i thought about doing just microsoft word and typing it and i was just like well i just hand wrote it so i don't want to have to type all this now <laughs> oh shoot no uh and and for me i i think it's so i think this idea of hearing from god and then pursuing what god is is telling us um, is is one of those things that is when you when you first are introduced to it as a as a Christian person it is I mean it's obvious it's simple it's easy but a, like initially it's it's not and even some of the situations that you come up against are not mm-hmm. you know I I I talked to you know someone I I care about very deeply recently and. You know, they sat here, and this was their exact words. I know what God wants me to do, but I am so scared to do it. I know what the right thing is. I want to do the right thing, but I am terrified of of the outcome of that. You know, and so sometimes it's that difficult. Sometimes it's as simple as, like, go talk to this person, you know, and step out in boldness. Sometimes it's as simple as, like, you know, spend this evening instead of, you know, doing something for yourself, do something for someone else, you know, but it's constantly calibrating ourselves back to that point where we're saying, all right, God, like, what are you saying? Not, not what am I saying? Not what do I want? Not what's going to make me happy? Not what's going to bring me comfort? Not what's going to be, you know, you know, this or that, and I'm going to be hooray, victory, you know, but, but to actually deal with the heart of God and, and what he's really saying to us as his people because the reality is it's one of the powers that we possess through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that God speaks that God absolutely is moving our hearts and he gives us filters for that like scripture is a filter like we have to take what we hear and we have to put it through the filter of scripture and make sure these are his words you know even even the dialogue like we're doing right now is extremely important in this process like if I'm not talking to you guys about it and filtering that through men who I trust and love, who I know are going to give me good good guidance, good wisdom, good godly wisdom along with this, then then I'm not doing due diligence in this, you know. And 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 so you know that's what that would be my challenge just as we get into this today. Like you ask this, you ask the same question, you go through the same process in your own life. You know what what is God speaking to you? And what he's at, what what are you going to do about it ultimately? What's he saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? You know, mm-hmm. um, few intro things. Uh, of course, you know we got church coming up this week. 
finally. Uh, and maybe rain, too. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> Terry texted me. Terry Boyle, our secretary, texted me, and she said, so, um, if we have rain, like, what's, what are we, what's the plan? Are we just going to cancel? And I said, I don't know. LOL. That was my response. <laughs> and I, that was a day ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it changes. Like, it, does, it is Ohio. Yeah. It might snow. <laughs> Instead, murder hornets. I have a feeling even if it snows, people will still come. That's, that's, I had, I talked to, uh, another man, uh, an elderly gentleman from our church, and he said, oh, I'm so excited I'm going to be there, and I'm bringing my umbrella, my extra big umbrella, because I'm not leaving for nothing. And I'm not necessarily worried about the people. I'm worried about the sound equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Pretty instruments. Expensive. Sure. <laughs> and the live stream equipment. And uh, so maybe bring a pop-up, Nate. So let's just do like an acoustics church. Oh, we could. Worship. I could just yell really loud. Yeah. You're good at that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are still thinking through alternate ideas for that. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's supposed to rain until the evening, but what that usually means is it's probably going to either rain Saturday night or Sunday morning now. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll look into it. We're we're. I mean, I don't. I mean, we're supposed to have everybody there. So it's not, it's a big group. So we'll think about it. We'll pray about it. We'll have a plan by Sunday um, to come up with. But a lot going on around the country as well. Uh, some of the issues we've already talked about, but I know it's, it just feels dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels, it feels heavy. It feels like, the idea of reform and change and movement, those things are great, but it at, at what expense, right. you know, at, you know, at, at, at cutting down this person only. And it seems like the option is either you cut down this person or you cut down this person. That's what it seems like. It, it just doesn't seem like there's any good solution here. Um, in, in this time and, and I hate that like and, and it just and, and this is why I say like even even with our topic today it drives us it should as Christians this turmoil this chaos should drive us even more um, I guess aggressively towards God because there that's the only hope you know for this world and that's the sad reality of, of what we're seeing is you know um multiple sides coming in and saying, well, here's the answers. And the reality is that every answer, well, it hurts someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it is. Every answer here absolutely hurts someone. And and so it's filtering through all of that junk and finding the truth. And that can only be found in Christ. That can only be found, you know, with the hope that we have in our relationship with God and what he can do in this world. And, and as a Christian, you know, it should drive us to to be more committed to praying and, and, and lifting these world situations because it really is a world issue now. I mean, I saw the um, Palestinian Lives Matter, you know, thing out there, you know, just 
Palestinians talking about, you know, some Israeli cops and, and what had happened over there. You know, I, I'm not even going to get into that bag of worms, but we'll talk about that sometime. That is a horrible, horrible situation. And it it usually does not get presented properly on on media outlets, you know, especially in a, in a country like us who, you know, because of Christian roots are quick to jump on, you know, um, Israel's side and believe that the Palestinians are all the bad guys. And, and that's, it's just not that. It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, we visited some church when we were in Israel, some Palestinian churches, Christian churches, and these people are being persecuted by Christians because they're Palestinians. They're being persecuted by Palestinians because they're Christians. They're being, being persecuted by Israelis because they're Palestinians. Like, I mean, you talk about rough, man. Like, yeah. We don't even know what rough is when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, they, they're struggling. So there's just... A lot of things like that going on in the world right now, and still this coronavirus thing hanging over our heads. And so, hot spots popping up, man. Yeah, hot yeah. spots popping up. They're talking about shutting down again. Yeah. different places. Florida is. I, there's some parts of Florida, and I think I've seen Myrtle Beach. like ten thousand cases. Yeah, yeah. At, um, what was it? The wine put out today. I thought it was that he is getting a little too concerned about. I think it was Warren County, Greene County, Hamilton County. Oh yeah, like the. Uprise in numbers right now. He's pretty concerned about that. So it's just news. I mean, <laughs> what next? <laughs> 2020, baby. Woo! This is one we're going to remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a year like none that I've seen in my lifetime. Of course, I've only got 39 years of that life. But um, All right. Well, let's get into our topic. Um, so, again, the question that I posed was, what's God saying to you? And uh, we drew straws beforehand, and Cody got the short straw. I so always I, get the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think the reason being, Cody's topic's very dark and, bum, bum, bum. and, and Batman-oriented, <laughs> while Nate's is a little more upbeat and uh, a little happier <laughs> yeah. of a topic. So we thought maybe we'd give him the heavy stuff early and lighten it up at the end. So, uh, um, Cody, uh, what, what has God been saying to you uh, lately? Whenever you send me that text, like, hey, we're going to come up with ideas on our own, and we're going to discuss all three of our ideas, I was just like, no, please, no. Because I sit there, and I was spinning my wheels trying to figure something out, and then the, the term burnout popped in my head. And, I, you know, it's just I've been dealing with a lot of stuff here recently, I mean, you guys, have you guys felt burnout ever? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming yes, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm talking like whether it's personal, whether it's um, spiritually, uh, whether it's family, job, profession. Uh, so, and I sit there and I was, I was asking myself, I was asking God, like, why why this topic? Like, And it just kind of, it kind of flowed with how I've been feeling. You know, I couldn't put it really into words. I tried to explain it to, to my wife, and it took me about 30 minutes to try to explain how I was feeling. And, and the honest answer is I'm just burnt out. I feel like I'm, you know, at this point. And, and, you know, we can, the obvious is, and we've mentioned this many times on the podcast, is, you know, I'm a, I'm a cop, detective, and I dream of being a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh you know, with, with the things going on, um, you know, down in Atlanta and then the, the incident prior to that, 
and the outcry and you know just the 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 image that some are labeling every police officer in America right now. You know, it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough thing to swallow. It's it, it puts a lot of pressure on you uh, when you're in that profession, especially whenever you try to strive to to do the right thing always. You know, it's just one of those. I don't know. It's just it's it it really just it, it's exa- it's exhausting honestly. Well, and too like. I mean, the standard that you're held to yeah. is so high. It is. I mean, but I think not just from what other people expect. I, I mean, part of that standard, you put that on yourself. I mean, you expect that of yourself. Am right. I wrong? No, 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 not. I mean, absolutely correct. I, the day that I, I uh, swore in to be a cop, prior to that, I went through an academy where the commander, he drilled it in our heads do the right thing, always do the right thing, even when nobody's watching. And, Does that work? Because I have done that with Paul since he was born. Yeah. And still, I make good choices. Is yeah. that a good choice? It's not working. <laughs> Tell me it eventually will work. Well, I mean, I'm 32 and he's what, three or four now? <laughs> so. Wait, you're saying I have 30 years left before this happens? I think it was about, I was 26, 27. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you could pinpoint that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely heard it. It was, like, uh, it was like right, I don't know, it was like right when my kids were all born, it kind of just. Maybe you'll have kids when he's 18. Yeah. <laughs> don't wish that on him. Don't wish that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just burnout. And then, like we mentioned earlier, the COVID stuff and just reading the paper about, or when I say paper, I'm talking the news journal or whatever. It's not actually. So it's physical. on your phone, not, yeah, not yeah. actual paper. Yeah, I don't actually pay, what is it now, a dollar for. Right. You saved a tree, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you just get on there and you can use negative, 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 negative. And, um, and then just, again, you know, family things that goes on and, and it's just, man, I've, I've been exhausted and, and I couldn't put it again. I couldn't put into words the, how I felt, but burnout really, really described it. Um, so with Kevin forcing us to, uh, dig into, to what, how we've been feeling, what God's been speaking to us, uh, I, I, I went back to, to, to a guy named Moses, and if you don't know Moses, we'll summarize this long, long story into probably two minutes, and Kevin, if you want to jump in and help. Yeah, I can, I can help too. <laughs> Nate? I know about Moses. Yeah. Do you know anything about Moses, Nate? Uh, guy with the ark. <laughs> Noah. Oh. oh. Not the same guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Different guy. So maybe maybe Cody will handle this one. Yeah. So so Moses was an iconic hero in the Old Testament, right? And um, he was born um, to a family. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but he was born as an Israelite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time, they were ordering all Israelite Israelite kids to be executed because the boys, the boys because yes. they were fearful of basically retaliation because their numbers were growing so mm-hmm. much. That's right. Um, and so he was put on a river and found by the what do you call them, the hierarchies? Yeah, the princess. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, skip all that. He 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 separates himself from that, and he eventually leads thousands of these slaves out of captivity from Egypt. Yes. And uh, you know he tells them, you know, hey, I got this promised land I want to take you to that God spoke to me about, and um, so they trust him and have faith in him. And they leave. 
all of them. And so, like, that's like the like the pinnacle for him. You know, I mean, that was a highlight of his life. Absolutely. And um, you know, he trusted God, and 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 God provided and prevailed essentially. But it wasn't over because they 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 were on their way to this promised land. Um, and during all this, as the days passed, these previous slaves began losing faith. They, you know, they were complaining about not eating enough, wanting more to drink, or not having anything to drink. And um, they wanted to go back to being a slave because it was easier to sit on a schedule and be provided meals. And, <laughs> and um, you know, and, and it really just frustrated Mo, uh, Moses because, you know, I guess because he was just you know, he was trying to explain to him, listen, when God speaks to me, these things happen, and he's spoken to me, it's going to happen. And um, he was just really frustrated. He was overwhelmed. Um, he was burnt out. And um, his father-in-law, Jethro, came up to him and essentially just told him, like, why are you stressing? Right? Yeah. And um, he said, God has this. Like, so, I mean, there was parts of it where Moses was... Um, he was he was handling everybody's disputes, and if, if there were, he was the judge and the jury of the situations or incidents that were going on in in the group that he was leading, he was the guy that handled it all. And 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 Jethro basically put him in his place and said, "That's not your job, you know. Leave it with God." And um, and if you want to elaborate more on that aspect of it, I don't think you can. Too, I, I think you know, it, he 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 said, "Put it on God, absolutely." <clears throat> and then and listen, like. There are other people that can help you with this. You know, you need to assign people here. Yeah. Um, that can help you lead because the role that I have for you is different than the one that you're trying to carry. You know, and, and so he did. He assigned some men in those positions and they helped carry that load for him. And um, I'm sure that wasn't the end of his frustration. Absolutely, we see later where he had more frustration, right. more burnout. Any Anytime you're leading, anything that we do, even if you're just leading your family, like you're mm-hmm. going, you're going to get that. There's going to be frustration. There's going to be, you know, a lack of communication and, and struggle, and it's going to create burnout. We're all going to deal with that. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I guess the end of this was, I mean, he, Moses never made it to the promised land himself. Right. Yeah. And 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 I and I related to that story because when tough times come in my life. I tend to just bottle it in and protect my family or what I think I'm protecting my family. And um, I carry those burdens on my own. Um, and uh, I mean, I ain't gonna cry. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what I, I'm, I'm known, known for doing that. And it gets to a point where it's, it's overwhelming. And uh, so yeah. What have those things been like for you lately? You want to keep talking so I can swallow five more times? <laughs> <laughs> no, just let it go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been, uh, I mentioned to you earlier, I, there was one day recently that I sat in my car for an, almost an hour and a half and didn't realize it was an hour and a half long. I was just, I just remember sitting there and I just took a deep breath like, ah. <sighs> And then an hour and a half passed, <laughs> and that wasn't normal. So I knew that something was going on. You know, my motivation's gone. Uh, we're going on a family camp out with Paige's family next weekend, 
And I discussed it with Paige last night, and she's like, you don't want to go? And I was just like, man, I just don't, I don't think I want to go. But I think it's just because that motivation, the my drive of life is, is kind of missing right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I was missing stuff. So that's kind of what it looks like. Um, no, it's not like a cry session or feel sorry for me, but it's, I usually, like I said, I bottle everything in and I keep quiet. On the surface, you look at me and think nothing's wrong. Um, but that's how I've always dealt with overwhelming burnout situations in my life. Um, so, but yeah, again, <clears throat> I'm, I, I related to Moses because I try to do all that on my own. And, and today, like, as I'm, as I'm diving into this, it was pretty simple. Like, I, it just popped in my head. And I, I know God was speaking this. It was essentially just, I have the wrong priorities going on right now. Um, and I have the wrong motivation right now. And so my, my priorities have not been God-centered. It's not in the last couple of weeks. It's been, let me defend um, my, my brothers in blue, um, you know, and just, And um, stress and anxiety has popped up from that. And then the, the, the motivation is, I've, I've just been reading and constantly reading about all these things occurring in our, in, our, in our nation right now, and I forgot to pray. And that's whenever, whenever wrong priorities, wrong motivation, I, I was sitting in my office today, and... Uh, started crying because I just forgot to pray. So something that simple could have could have I don't know maybe catapulted me in a better mindset today than than what it what I what I did. Uh, I was missing just prayer, and um, and I'm I'm thankful that that you asked to do this. It, it really helped me today. And it's it's crazy how something as simple as like you say prayer and just saying, "All right, God, like I'm turning this over to you," and just doing that, like verbalizing that through you know that conversation with him god like this is yours because the reality is this you know just like i said at the beginning like the weight of these issues in our world today it's heavy man yeah and you feel the injustice of it you know you feel the injustice of it when when you have this situation in minneapolis take place that you feel the injustice of that you know, the reason, you know, that, that so many people, you know, cried out against this is because it was clearly wrong. That was an injustice. But then you turn around and, and an injustice then from that side of, you know, making these broad sweeping statements, you know, villainizing every police officer that's ever wore a badge or any 
public figure, you know, that maybe didn't say the exact same thing, the exact right thing when it came to race issues, you know, villainizing them, that's not, a, a, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> that's not how that works. And I, and I feel like it's the world we live in instead of, instead of like stopping and thinking and filtering it through those, the wisdom that we have of, of, of living this life and living it well, up through the, through the lens of history, which is absolutely essential to us making any of these decisions. But then, most importantly, through you know the foundation of, of that that God has created in for us, and Jesus Christ being His cornerstone. And as Christians, like we will not survive if we do not do that. Mm-hmm. We just won't. Yeah. And and this is what I've seen, and and not not that not that these don't have because I was going to talk about just just being overwhelmed, similar situations, mm-hmm. you know. It was, you know, the week starts out, and you kind of have a, a plan, and then, you know, had uh, Joellen Larrick's funeral come mm-hmm. up, and then, you know, got a big meeting this weekend. Church is starting, practice going on. We're having a closing on, you know, a field that we purchased. I mean, just all of it, just boom, 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 again. And it's just that overwhelming all that stuff coming on and you know to me I think there are times in our lives where God allows us to kind of to come up against this wall and just be squeezed in the pressure just to be felt and experienced in a real way because he's preparing us and teaching us and growing us like a good father would you know right yeah I I I sit there and you know Nora's more like me probably in this sense, but I want the easy way out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't like working really hard for something. Like, if it's not, if it doesn't come easy to me, then I don't like doing it. Paul's a little more of a, he's a little more meticulous. He's a little more thinks through things. He likes figuring stuff out. I'm just, that's, I've never been like that, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, I think work smarter, not harder. That's, you know, that, that's the excuse I at least make for what I do. <laughs> but she wants me to do it, and I'll, and I'll sit there, and I'll let her struggle. Because I want her to get to a place where she can provide for herself, right? I want her to grow up in these areas. And I think I see these times where God has come in and just allows the crash of all of these things to come down. Not that there isn't an easy way out of it, because there is an easy way out of it. We're just too dumb to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the reality. Here's the reality. This is what I know. And this, you know, I get I get done with this funeral the other day. And, and the family invites me to the house, and I go out there, and I sat there, and we had dinner, and we talked, and it was just this really beautiful mm-hmm. setting, really just great conversations, just God was there, okay? And, I, and I, I'm, I'm leaving there thinking about just all the things that are coming up this week, and the thing that comes to my mind is this. I don't care how good that sermon was that you preached for that funeral. What you just did in that room was more important than anything you said in front of that casket. Mm-hmm. And that is so true, man. Yeah. Like I was worried about the wording. I was worried about what I was going to say. I was worried about the, just being overwhelmed about this thing that I had to do. And, and not that I shouldn't put time into that and do that well. But at the end of the day, the most important thing that we can do in those situations is just be there. Mm. Just be there. Just be present, you know, and, and, and so often, 
you know, the weeks like this, weeks where there's burnout, weeks where we get overwhelmed, you know, God is stretching and pulling and growing us um, to prepare us for weeks that we couldn't even begin to handle down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just and I think about some of the life experiences you've had. Right. And, like, you know this yeah. as much as I do. You faced worse. I know. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. It's like you think about that in, in perspective of what's going on now. Like, this is trivial. Yeah. But, yeah. I, For you personally, at least. Yeah. 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 And, and, I, and I, I agree. I, but that doesn't make it any easier. And that's what I would say, like, to anybody listening out there. Like, you know, your problems may not be, you may not look at your problems and say, well, these, I, they shouldn't be. Here's what I'd say. And this is what I said to that. To that to that woman I spoke to this week, you know, just you know, with what she was going going up against, I said, "Listen, like your thing, it may be different. You may be handling it at a different place in your journey, but you have value, and God loves you, and so do I. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I don't care what your situation is, what you're dealing with, how minuscule it may seem to other people. Like it's important to God, just like you know." You know, our kids, when they come up to us and we know, you know, they bump their toe and it's not life-threatening at all, right? It's not even bleeding. Right. And and we know it's not a big deal, but, like, you know, we may brush it off a little bit, but it isn't that we don't care. Right. It isn't that, that, that it's not meaningful. It's that, hey, listen, like, we want you to grow from this. We want you to get tougher. You know, I think, I think that's what God is always, he's a good father, so he's always instructing, he's always moving, he's always pushing us forward. And again, what you did today is just, listen, understanding this is what God wanted. He wanted you to recenter, refocus on him. Mm -hmm. He's got it, man. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was there was questions in, in my head, like, how long is this going to take? You know, like I you think about coronavirus and everybody, you know, you're like, man, I can't wait for, the, wait for this to be over with. How long is this going to take? And um, I was looking up one of my newly favorite authors thanks to you uh philip yancey and, and I love, yeah and I, I love this quote he said endurance is not just the ability to bear a hard thing but to turn it into the glory and and you know just put everything that's great yeah put everything in perspective like doesn't matter how long i mean it doesn't matter just give glory to god at all times absolutely and uh so let, let me get that quote off of you when we're out of here man Okay. I'm gonna use that with my runners. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, when, when I read that, That's so much truth to that. Yeah, when I read that, I thought about all of us running that half marathon last year, yeah. and and it was just like I remember that last what point two miles. You guys were like, "Come on," because you guys came back and got Jared and I, and uh, I remember I remember you guys coming back, and it was just like that point two mile felt like thirteen miles. <laughs> it was that long endurance, that last part of it, and uh, it was so rewarding and, and crossing that finish line, you know. And that's kind of put that in perspective. Spiritually and, and just giving glory to God through all that. So, yeah, it it, it really again it really helped me. I can say it now a little clearer now that I'm not choked up, but it really helped me, and I'm, I appreciate the challenge of this. Um, it catapulted me in a direction opposite of where I was going the, earlier this week. So it's it's been really beneficial and helpful. Yeah, another perspective that goes kind of along with that quote that I just that I've thought about oftentimes is how, how when we're in those places where we're going through things that are difficult or overwhelming 
and all we can think about is getting to the other side of it. Yeah. Like getting to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, even like wealth or jobs or raising families, like, you know, I gotta get to this point. We we gotta get to the finish line. We've got to get but here's the thing. The most beautiful thing about our life will not be when we make the first million. No. Like or if and probably that will well, none of us will have that problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> <just> play the <laughs> Or getting that first kid through graduation. Yeah. Because you hear you hear people say this, you know, when you when you have a baby, they're like, cherish them. Mm-hmm. Cherish these moments. You know. Or when we get to retirement or we get to go. I mean, even when we even, think about this, even when you're looking forward to going on vacation, it's the anticipation up to that point that is most fun. Right. Yeah, the vacation's oh, yeah. fun, but you know what I'm saying? It's looking forward to those things. It's and, and this is what I always say, like it is the fight. To get there, where all those memories are made, where all the the growth happens, where all the the hard work and sweat, those are the things that that are most that we feel most accomplished about, and those are things. So embrace these times. It's not the destination; it's the journey. Right, embrace that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as we do, like we're gonna appreciate it more. Absolutely. And we're gonna learn more in those times that God's really trying to teach us. And I think that's every part of life, but especially, you know, those times of burnout and struggle and really those ruts we hit. Mm-hmm. So that was the heavy stuff. Yeah. Got better balloon. <clears throat> wow. I hate to disappoint you guys. <laughs> He's going to take a different direction. I'm going to take a different direction. <laughs> well, we knew we couldn't. We couldn't. Uh, can't count on me. Can't count on me. <laughs> can't count on me. Not this guy. All right, so we went from heavy. Yeah. Now we're going to heavier. Mm. This is uh, this is one on one with David. Stop it. Okay, here we go. Uh, so you know when you texted us that, <clears throat> like I said, I was. Two things have been really, I think, just God speaking to me throughout these past few weeks. Um, the the one I was I was gonna gonna talk about a little bit until you guys started talking about it, and Cody nearly made me cry. Um, and then I, what do you I mean just nearly. I saw you, man. man. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I didn't cry. You're you're crying. So anyway, um, you know, like just hearing Cody, you're your story about this past week and, um, and Kevin, just how you were, you felt overwhelmed. Um, I kind of mentioned to you guys earlier that, you know, something that's been on my mind for the past few weeks and especially here lately, is just this idea of discomfort and uneasiness. Um, so obviously with everything, you know, name, name your pick in 2020 of everything that's going on. Um, needless to say, we're all uneasy. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm big into, like, I don't actively seek out discomfort, but I like to try to find the rosy end of discomfort a lot. I try really, really hard. I'm not really good at it a lot of the time, but I try. Um, and I try to look at it through the lens of what Jesus wants us to look through it, right? So, you know, like, I look at it as, you know, there's this comfort zone matrix right this onion if you will and the center of that onion is 
your comfort zone, where you feel most comfortable at, at home with your friends, with your family, doing your favorite hobby, golfing, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, that's the center of that onion. As you as you expand out, you get layer upon layer of more discomfort. Um, you know, that's that's what I feel like we, especially as Americans in general, we don't do enough of is expanding out and, and really cutting up that onion and, and getting out to the outer outer layers. Maybe that's a horrible analogy. No, but I think it's it works for me, man. You know, it's better than ogres are like part or donkeys right. are like parfaits, right? Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I, I look at that concept of you know, Jesus obviously experienced more discomfort than anyone, right? right. He he saw his own creation, his own people, essentially turn their back on him in a lot of ways, right? But he did so, or he still felt that love for us and he sacrificed and he suffered and he felt that obvious discomfort. Um, and, you know, with, with Cody, you know, talking about being burnt out and, and you talking about being overwhelmed, I just thought, you know, I'd, I'd be stupid not to bring up the fact that I've just felt uneasy and I felt, I've felt discomforted a lot of times, um, you know, with everything. And I felt my, myself think in the past few weeks, like things that I never thought I would think about, you know, like, Will I lose my job? What are these budget cuts going to look like for teachers, you know, in the, in the upcoming, you know, couple years? Because it's going to affect us for a couple years, you know. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a core, core teacher, you know. I'm an elective teacher. You know? So that, that's a little bit of an uneasy feeling. Um, you know, there's, gosh, name, like I said, name your pick of things in 2020. But there's just a discomfort and an uneasiness. But I think... Like something that I always um, kind of lack, like latched onto was this benediction. It was, it was a guy named Rich Teske that I, um, he was my, essentially my youth pastor back in college. And Rich was a fantastic guy, man. And he introduced um, the Franciscan monks to me. He was big on the Franciscan monks. Mm. The early Franciscan monks back yeah. in the, you know, 1100s, 1100s. Those guys were beasts. Amazing. Yeah, they were rock stars. Yeah. Like, so, so we, we kind of, we sat down together. We'd have breakfast together when I wouldn't have class. And we would talk about these guys and just how hardcore they were into feeling discomfort. Because obviously you grow through that, right? Um, so... You know, one one of the my favorite benedictions, and I actually I hung this up on my wall in college. It's like the only thing I hung up on my wall because I was lazy. Um, <laughs> was a was a benediction by the really Franciscans. takes away from what you're going to say next when you say it's just because I was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This this actually brings more truth that I would actually not be lazy oh, okay. to hang this up. Right. <laughs> so the this Franciscan benediction, um, it talks. It's a little bit longer, but I'm going to kind of sum it up here. Um, but it goes like this. It says, May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that we may live deep from within our hearts. May God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of God's creations and his people, so that may we, we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, war, so that we may reach out our hands as Christians to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. 
And may God bless us with just enough foolishness that we can actually believe we can make a difference. Um, so that, I think, you know, there's three parts of that. You know, the first section talks about discomfort and easy answers, right? Over the past few weeks, we've said it already today. People, you pick one side or you pick the next. It's an easy way out, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to think. You pick one side or you pick the other and you roll with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we as Christians moving forward from this and, and still going through all this, this whole year 2020, we need to have discomfort at that kind of thing. And like you said, Kevin, we, we got to keep questioning. We got to keep researching and we got to keep praying, yeah. right? Um, so I, that's the first, you know, section of that, you know, don't just accept an easy answer, a half truth, a superficial relationship moves on to say, you know, may God bless you with anger, right? The only thing that we should be, we should be angry at is injustice, Absolutely. right? Oppression of God's people. Yes. We have seen that, right? We all right. agree. Mm -hmm. um, we have seen that. And it, it's been happening for ton, I mean, a lot of years. I, I don't know the exact, but over 400 years with slavery, it's been happening, not just in America, obviously. Right. Long time. I mean, before slavery, even in the U.S., I mean, right. slavery in, in other time. parts of the world, yeah, sure. in, in Moses' time, right, with the Israelites. I mean, mm -hmm. this is, an injustice has been there since, you know, since the beginning. Right. So, I mean, I, I think we have to, you know, move past that discomfort of, well, we can't be angry at this situation. You know, we're Christians. Christians don't get angry. No, we should be angry about injustice. You know? Absolutely. Um, God is. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's something that I think it's fair. There is an anger out there. Um, a lot of the injustice is going on, not just with the black community, but, um, you know, injustices within the workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, women obviously not getting paid as much as men. You know, we should be angry at those things. I, I completely understand that. Um, and then, you know, the, the benediction kind of closes with, may God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer pain. So we go from, at the start of the benediction, um, you know, having this discomfort, not accepting an easy answer, questioning things, researching, praying, to we should have some semblance of anger over these things, to this last part, which is an actionable thing, you know, may God bless us with tears, you know, ju don't just cry, but it says at the very end, may God bless us with just enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference. Right. So I think kind of moving out, like God's just put that on my mind. How, like be angry about some things. Okay. You need to be, you can't just accept the status quo, but how do you go out into the world as a Christian and fix some of these things that I have called upon you to help? How do you advance the kingdom? How do you fix oppression? Do you fix oppression? You know, these are just things that have been on my mind. And I think they kind of go along with, with your guys' mm -hmm. things in a lot of way, in a lot of ways. So that's why I kind of went the uh, darker route. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 9. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. 
be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. That was, I mean, that was the passage that I was going to read, you know, just as we were going into this, and it's just like, all right, Lord, like, you put this together today. We didn't even discuss that before. Yeah. We didn't discuss really anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, thank you, God, for putting this show together for us. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, we thank you um, for this time that we can talk about your heart and what you're teaching and what you're doing, and we love you for that. God, bless us. Um, not to prosper us for our own selfish gain, Lord, but give us <laughs> just enough just uh, motivation to, to go out and do that crazy thing, which is to serve you and love you more and more every day in a world that needs you so desperately but continues to turn her back on you, God. Just give us opportunities. God, may we be lights that shine. Every single one of us as believers in you. May we be lights that shine in the darkness, that give hope uh, to the hopeless, Lord. May we shed tears uh, for those who need your grace and love and who are already desperate and crying inside. God, we love you and thank you for the purpose that you've given. Not a purpose to be comfortable, Lord, but a purpose to be used for your glory um, and, and for your kingdom and for it to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. Bye-bye-bye. bye I thought that was Backstreet Boys. That's insane. Aloha. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.